This little piggy practiced today. Let's step into the huddle. You're listening to the pre-snap podcast brought to you by Line Star app, the top-rated DFS tool set and number one companion for DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo Daily Fantasy. Go Line Star Premium now at LineStarApp.com. Now here are your hosts, fantasy football experts Joe Pizapia and Scott Bogman. Hey yo, what's up, everybody? It's me, Joey P. Joe Pizapia, and welcome to the pre-snap right here on the Line Star app. It is me. It is Scott Bogman, and it's you, and we're talking all things DFS. It's championship weekend, so we're going to dip our toes into the water. There's so many dad jokes, Bogs, so Mm. many, and we're coming to you live courtesy of the Lion Star app, the greatest TFS tool site in the history of the universe. Go out there, get it, upgrade to the premium product as soon as you possibly can, because guess what? I know football's winding down. I get it. You still got NBA going on. Baseball is literally around the corner. Go get your baseball black book too out on Amazon right now. That's my book. Uh, Going to get you ready for the preseason. Going to get you ready for spring training. Get you ready for draft season. Get you ready for the entire season because that's what we do. It's a fantastic team of people working on it. And it's not like your normal guide. It's got all the RPV, the relative position value stuff. It's got DFS in there by Bubba, who you know from last year's show. So on deck, we'll be back again soon. But Boggs, we got some football left to do here. And, you know, just kind of, you know, you kind of marinate on these games for a few days and you kind of get a feel for things. And tomorrow we're going to do our official picks and we'll do some more fun stuff with some player props. So make sure you tune into the wagering show tomorrow. But today's the DFS one. And coming into this one, you know, when you're marinating on some of the games, as I have, I've been marinating and marinating and now I, I, I'm very juicy. And I, I got to tell you, I am, I am looking at this and I feel very strongly about a few things. The first thing is I'm going to pay up for Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers against Tampa. And the other thing I feel very strongly about is having Travis Kelsey because I want to take that advantage for better or worse. I want to pay up for it. And you could do all three very easily, especially on the FanDuel side of things and really make it work before we even get into prices and get into the players and break down the games. That's my like 50,000 feet or however many feet you usually are before you see something uh, like that from far away. And that's my feeling. So how, how do you feel about this weekend going in where you're like, you know what, this is my gut instinct. I've watched the games all year. I've watched these guys where you want to put your money. Yeah. I mean, it's on Rogers and it's almost, it's almost silly to say that knowing how terribly he played against the bucks in that first meeting, right? Where mm-hmm. I think he scored like five points and, threw a bunch of picks and just looked terrible. But that was, you know, Alan Lazard was out. Uh, Tunyon hadn't developed into what he is quite yet. And Devontae Adams was coming off an injury. He'd missed the previous week. So uh, all that stuff adds up to plus the lack of a run game that they had really dug out at that point. These are completely different teams from, I believe that was week six to now. So, you know, if if that game had been week 14, it'd be way fresher in our minds. It would have to be something that we pay way more attention to. But I think um, I think today moving forward, I think Green Bay it has got to be odds on favorite at this point, especially with Patrick Mahomes with, and this toe injury. I, I think that's a big thing, too, is, yeah. you know, he has to get cleared through concussion protocol first to play. We all expect him to do that. We all expect him to get cleared by Friday being the game. So, um, you know, 
as the long as that happens, is one of those things, Boggs. It's very here, here's my take on the turf. Table I don't want to buy it. I don't want to buy him at that price. And on top of which, it makes me slightly fearful about Tyreek Hill. And here's why: because if you're going to, you know, have those big explosive plays from Tyreek Hill, typically you have a little bit more. It, it, they come off of Patrick Mahomes buying time with his legs and being able to roll out, being able to wait in the pocket a little bit more, avoid a pass rush. And if that's going to be a problem, I think that that prohibits Tyreek Hill a little bit. It makes me like Kelsey more, which is why I continue to push the Kelsey narrative. It's kind of like yeah. where I'm coming from. Does that make sense to you? Or am I am I giving too much analysis here and overthinking it? I, I'm I trying to keep you're it simple. Overthinking it a touch because okay. look, if if Tyreek, if if Patrick Mahomes can't play, they're still going to draw up plays to get the ball into Tyreek Hill's hands. He's going to get it on reverses. He's going to get it on screens. He's going to get it on intermediate throws, short throws, uh, all kinds of stuff. They're going to find a way to get the ball into Tyreek Hill's hand should Mahomes not be able to play. And even if Mahomes can play and he's not 100% because of the toe, he's still going to get drawn up on shorter plays instead of longer ones where Mahomes is trying to buy some time and stuff like that. So I think you're overselling uh, the lack of Tyreek Hill a little bit, but I don't want to buy Mahomes, which makes me less likely to buy Tyreek Hill, although I am still very likely to buy him. He's still it's Adams <laughs> and then him and then well, everybody well, else. They're right still going to get Tyreek Hill involved, and you know he'll get the jet sweeps. He'll get the he'll get the there'll be gimmick plays in there for him too. But you know, you and I both know when Tyreek Hill is at his best, it's in those those long passes where he just burns everybody. Where he and torches goes past guys. Yeah, yeah, when he just torches guys. And you know what? Buffalo is a harder secondary to do that to. They Absolutely. Are very, they're yeah. very physical. And that combination of the Buffalo secondary along with the Patrick Mahomes turf toe, it gives me enough pause. Now, look, this is one of those things, too. If, if you don't want to play a championship weekend, I get it. But if you do, my suggestion is you have to multi-entry this. Like you have to play different lineups and play around with it and be willing to be wrong about some things because there's only a finite number of, of things you can kind of move in. It's only two games. Some people don't like the two game slate. Honestly, during the year, I hardly ever play. The only time I play the small slates, to be honest, and I'm always very transparent about what I play and how I play. I, I, I like Thanksgiving day. <laughs> like I always have, because I, I just want to watch football. And most have years, that's juice. three games. Uh, well, not this well, year, but this most year. years it is. But that's what I mean. That's the shorter slate Ravens. that I like to play. I don't play Sunday, Monday, I do Monday, Thursday. I like the main slate, like the sit there, main slate, have time to analyze it, break it down. Now I will also play early and late because I always think that there was ways to make money doing that. But that that's, that's kind of like where I come from. So let's start with this game here. Let's start with, uh, Josh Allen and company is the Buffalo Bills are going to be taking on uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. This is a third straight year in a row. The Chiefs are going to be hosting the AFC Championship game. So incredible job by them. That is that's an achievement, especially in the AFC, which was a tougher conference this year. So Josh Allen is at sixty nine hundred and eighty five. And obviously on the flip side of this game at quarterback, we'll do position at you usually do team at a time. Let's do position at a time here. Mahomes seventy six and nine K. So Boggs and I. Kind of on the same page here where Mahomes at the price we're not into. Now, Josh has been very good. We know he's been very good all year. I, I guess here's the thing. I don't want to take too much out of what I saw last week because the Baltimore Ravens D is very good. Kansas City defense, I'm not very enamored of. If you are not going to play Aaron Rodgers in lineups, is Josh Allen your pivot or is Tom Brady? Tom Brady is my other pivot. So okay. I, I like uh, Josh Allen is obviously amazing, but the, the lack of a run game really it, it has been it, it hampered them last week i think you know 
Singletary didn't have a terrible average, but he had like seven carries for 25 yards or something. So it just wasn't enough. And, you know, when Diggs is getting all the targets, it just, you become a little bit too predictable. So I'm not necessarily going to wholly and completely buy in on Josh Allen this week. I I think this is what I do. You know, I have the core of my teams are going to be Kelsey and then Adams and Rogers and then playing around with stuff. And then I think if you want, you do the Kelsey with Allen uh, with uh, Josh Allen and uh, Stefan Diggs. So you do Aaron Rodgers and Adams and then Allen and Diggs. And you hope that one of them pays off and and that connection works because as and you're saying, even predictable digs is still, we'll get to the wide receiver, but digs is still a good buy. So digs is still a good buy. I know he's not, you know, hundred percent healthy, but no one is this time of year. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's definitely in this game, which way I prefer to go. Now, Devin Singletary, as you mentioned too, his, uh, you know, lack of, I, I don't know, fantasy, uh, <laughs> Uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Because he doesn't bring any much. Yeah, sucks. Yeah, good. Thank you, suck. Yeah, he sucked. He has sucked all year. He's not uh, that good. Yeah, he's not. He has not. No, he, you know, he has some, every now and then he has that little burst of explosiveness and you see it and you saw it last year at times too, but it just hasn't really carried over. But I will he's say a this. Average running back, which is fine. Right. I mean, and that's good. I mean, you're better than, uh, you know, pretty much everybody else on the planet, except for the 15 guys ahead of you or whoever. But you know, he's just, he's league average at, at RB and uh, they, they don't, they didn't run the ball enough last week. You know, I would say that I expect the bills to be down in this game, but I don't know if I expect that. I think this is going to be a closer game with Mahomes not quite at a hundred percent, you know, if he does play. So I think this is going to be a little bit tighter. So Singletary is nice at his price, but I don't love him. Well, yeah. I'll tell you what, see, right on the flip side, Darrell Williams is the one I've got my eye on because at yeah. 6K and 48, you know, this is another guy that I think now just it plays into the narrative of what I'm trying to build here of what the Chiefs offense is going to be this week, potentially. Secondary is very good. And we already saw, too, you know, a couple weeks ago when the secondary played well against Indianapolis. The only thing left was the tight end. And Jack Doyle had himself a hell of a day. And, you know, last time I checked, Travis Kelsey's way better than Jack Doyle. But Darrell Williams at 6K and 4,800, I think, is a very good buy. And he is part of that whole plan to pay up for a quarterback, pay up for Kelsey, pay up for a wide receiver. So that to me, I actually think Daryl Williams is a, is a very good buy this week. Um, and you know what? The the difference in this game between these two teams last time they faced each other was Clyde Edwards Alaire having a great game. Well, he ain't healthy. And yeah, you know what? Le'Veon Bell yards, even, yeah, even yeah, if even if CH game. plays, he's not gonna get that massive amount of touches. I I believe Daryl Williams will still lead this team in carries. So yeah, I, I look, it's it's that was the big difference in that game because they they did a pretty good job of keeping Tyreek Hill in check in that game. I went back and looked through some things and, and watched some film a little bit and some stats and stuff. And I just feel like, you know, it's Darrell Williams is a, is a good buy. It's worth the shot. Um, and with the rest of these guys, look, it's all the dart throws with wide receivers of the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, you want to dart throw me Cole Hardman. He's got to get in the end zone. Demarcus Robinson, same thing. Sammy Watkins, all that stuff. Um, but I am going to give me, I'm going to take Darrell Williams. I'm going to take Travis Kelsey and the rest I'm going to pass on. Now going on the flip side of this too, Stefan Diggs is 8,300 7k. I mean, we keep waiting for somebody to stop Stefan Diggs. It just doesn't seem possible. It seems like nobody can do it. They're getting him open in clever ways. They're doing a very nice job all season of doing that. And I mean, we just at a certain point, like you have to continue to ride the hot hand and that's been the hot hand all year. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this game, doesn't this feel like another Chiefs under game to you? Right now, yeah, well, what's last? What they we said on Tuesday, right? The Chiefs have covered like one time in the last ten games or something yeah. like that. Like that defense is not world beating. They should have lost to Cleveland last week. They, they should, should have. have lost that game. Yeah, that, so that that rule gets changed because of it. Uh, you know, I think, and I think it will. I think the rule will be changed because of what happened in that game. Uh, you know, if that rules flip. Cleveland probably wins that game because Mahomes can't come back in and, and have that game winning drive. Maybe Chad Henney does it. Uh, you know, it's not out of the realm of possibility, but it, it seems like it's probably a Cleveland win. So, uh, you know, I, I kind of keep coming back to this too, which is the combination so far that I like, especially on FanDuel, the way the price structure is, is I have Adams and then I have Cole Beasley and John Brown, or I flip it around and I have Stefan Diggs. And I have Lazard and MVS. Like you're, you're kind of like you're kind of taking your shots there with the high low on on the team. So you're kind of covering your touchdown bases. Now look, if Diggs and Adams become the two guys, well, so be it. But that's really hard to make work. <laughs> like that's just, yeah. you know, you can't really do that. But I think that's again kind of my approach. So be, between Beasley, Gabe Davis, John Brown, all those guys, they're all viable. Uh, price range: Gabriel Davis is five, Beasley is five seven, John Brown's five six on Fanduel. On DK, Brown is 4-3, Beasley's 4-1, Gabe Davis is just 3,500. So Davis is the biggest uh, savings, and uh, I think yeah, he has I'm, equal upside. He, but he had way fewer snaps than John Brown last week. So, he did. Uh, he did, uh, honestly, but he still gets red know, zone looks, and that's, it, that's what I'm looking for here today. If you're playing Kelsey, because Kelsey is more than double everybody else at, at tight end, it's just his price is ridiculous, but he offers you that upside. If you're doing that, I don't hate – Isaiah McKenzie, you know, throwing him in there just to see maybe if he takes a kickback, if he gets a screen pass or something, because they design plays for him to score. So McKenzie's not the absolute worst option, although, you know, his snaps are very limited. So uh, but but they do put him in position to make big plays. So uh, I don't hate him going all the way down. I think it may be worth it. I'm not saying wholly and completely, but it may be. I would rather go with McKenzie, I think, at his price than I would at Gabe Davis. All right, fair enough. Not like uh, Davis, you know that. But since Sean Brown's been back, he's radio silent. So it's fair. It's fair. Um, it's all hands on deck in these games. You and I both Absolutely. know that too. Yeah. So you know, nothing surprises me. There's going to be weird one-offs, and that's why if you're doing single entry, I mean, you just kind of like you might as well just light the money on fire because like you, you're, <laughs> you're working well because you're, there's a finite number of combinations that are going to be good. So you might as well try three or four of them at least and play it that way. And if one of them hits, you're in really good shape because because <laughs> every it is sink or swim in these. You know, if you have that right, I'll give you for instance, like last week, if you had Traquan Smith in the Sunday only, you won money. Yeah. Period. End of story. You know, if Gabe yeah. Davis is that guy, you're going to win money. <laughs> like it's just that's just how it's going to work out. Last but not least, the Bills defense, twenty eight and thirty four respectively price-wise on the major sites. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs 31 and 41. I'm not touching the Chiefs defense. I'm sorry. Like, I'm just not doing it. I, I get the contrarianness about it. But the Bills defense, I still got some love for. I know it's I know well, it's back in the homes. Mahomes but doesn't pass protocol, the Bills are an auto-buy. Auto-buy. They, they are, but I'm going to assume he does, and I'm going to assume Mahomes is in. And assuming he is in, I still think it's a decent buy because I need some savings somewhere. And, and yeah. that's it. Like, I just... And I, I don't I took love him in the my Packers defense lineup. as a fantasy defense, you know? 
Yeah, I did take him in my FanDuel lineup. So uh, because they just because they're the cheapest. So uh, and I have Kelsey in my lineup. So uh, it makes a lot of sense. All right, let's move on to the next one here. Tampa Bay and Green Bay, the Battle of the Bays. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, 6,500, 8,700. Tommy Brady, the GOAT, 6,100, 7,800. So, uh, look, I was the guy last week telling you that Tom Brady was going to go and win that game. He did. That's in the past. I, I don't think they're going to beat. Uh, last time Aaron Rodgers lost in um, in a playoff game at home was 2014 to the 49ers. That's a while ago. And uh, I just don't feel like the Packers are going to lose this football game. And, you know, it's not a disrespect of Tom Brady. It's not a disrespect of what the Bucks have done. It's just I think that Green Bay is just locked in. And mm-hmm. I Tampa could have easily lost that game last week, too. That was right for the taking. You know, if New Orleans doesn't settle for threes in that first quarter, there's a very different conversation we're having. Well, yeah, and, you know, a- after the fact, we find out that Drew Brees needs rotator cuff surgery. So that's why right. it's been so painful to watch him over the last – you know, probably year and a half since he's needed that surgery. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I, I'm with you. I think Green Bay is going to win this game. But I never want to count out Brady, especially with those weapons. Even with A.B. Uh, being a little bit banged up, Mike Evans looks healthier. Chris Godwin looks fully healthy for the first time this True. year. Cameron Brait has been stepping up. Gronk really hasn't been doing much. But Brait has had uh, two good games in a row here. So, He's been uh, studly lately, so I'm not counting them out. And, you know, look, Leonard Fournette has been, you know, playoff Lenny is what everyone's calling him, and he has looked like an absolute stud over the last two games. So uh, I'm I'm in on buying Brady. Like I said, he's my pivot if I can't afford Rodgers, but I expect the Packers to win this game. Allen's going to be my pivot. So that, no I, one can cover Adams. Not a single person on the planet. No, can and that's and that's why Adams, Adams is, and that's why, like I said, Adams and Kelsey, my first two purchases. And if I'm going to purchase Adams, I have to, and, and I'll give you a ratio. Like if you're doing four lineups, I would have three Rodgers. You know, just in the off chance that, like, you know, you end up with great Devontae Adams game. And then maybe, you know, if there's four touchdowns in the game, maybe two of them are Aaron Jones, you know, that kind of stuff. Or like there's a Jones and a and a Lazard or a Jones and a Tanyan or something like that where it gets a little weird, um, you know, maybe potentially or maybe a Jamal Williams rushing touchdown or something like that. You know, if you get like the Jones or Jamal Williams rushing touchdowns, plural, that can hurt Rodgers overall day. But I'm with you. Nobody can guard Devontae Adams right now. He's just unconscious um so let's move on to the running backs here in this game because it is aaron jones at 65 and ak and then our boy leonard fournette at 53 and 72 ronald jones at 46 and 56 i'm okay with leonard fournette in this game i think leonard fournette knows he's auditioning for a job somewhere next year and green bay not a great run defense they weren't last week either cam Akers had a pretty good fantasy day fournette's gonna be my guy 53 and 72 lock it up playoff lenny absolutely i mean and on the flip side, Joe, with, with uh, Aaron Jones, number one, they've been mixing in Jamal Williams and A.J. Dillon at a you know, substantial amount. And number two is uh, the Bucks have one of the best run defenses in the NFL. And um, even in the pass game, too, I think they gave up the most passes to running backs, but held uh, those passes to the fewest yards per catch. So uh, I'm... I'm not in on Aaron Jones. I'm way more in on Fournette specifically due to the price. He's very, very cheap. Now, the one way you can um, make, if you're not going to have Kelsey, you can get Diggs and Adams if you use Tanyan. 
um, which I'm okay with. I don't think that's a bad look. Um, he does kind of need the touchdown, though. Like, I feel like if he doesn't get the touchdown, it ain't going to be good. Um, but and I, I do got like Adams a- and Hill with, um, because I went down that's to McKenzie fair. with Kelsey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. like I said, it's, it's the combinations, and you got to play around with it. I'm not going to play around with Gronk. Like, I, I know anything's possible. Gronk could come down. I would with rather score. have Braid. I, I would rather have Braid. Braid. I cheap. don't think that's a hot take, baby. I don't think that's crazy at all to say you'd rather have Braid. If you're gonna yeah. go, go all the way down there and then load up everywhere else. Why not? I mean, that, Braid looks great. Two hundred on DK mm-hmm. and uh, and two hundred on on Fanduel as well. So you know the savings are a little bit better in DK, but um, it's a better but, DK yeah. play. So same thing with Robert Tunyon. Like if you're gonna have a thirty six hundred dollar Robert Tunyon on DK, I get that. As the pivot from Kelsey all the way at the top of the board, you know. Yeah, Kelsey's Kelsey's more than double. He's eight thousand. Yeah, I mean, and and rightfully so. I mean, you know, he's having he's having the same games Diggs is having. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) Like you know, and and, and he's a tight end, and it's just such an advantage there. So if he goes off, and you find that other, see, I'd rather take that shot of that one other wide receiver, even though there's more of them, than the other tight end because I think the downside of the tight end makes you miss a pay line, and that's what I'm concerned with. And I don't care if Kelsey's roster percentage is 70%. I don't care. I got, I don't care, care less, moving on. Um, all right, let's talk about the wide receivers in this game. As we mentioned, Devontae Adams, AK8900. Lazard, just 42 and 57. Look, MVS is just a dart throw, so I'm going to kind of ignore him. But Lazard is, I think, very viable. I've liked Lazard most of the year when he was healthy. And then you've got the big three over on the Tampa side. Evans is 58 and 66. Godwin is 54 and 68 and then AB who is 47 and 58. So they're, they're right basically around except for AB is you're getting a big discount him on DK, which is going to push his roster percentage up. So take me through the Tampa Bay wide receivers in your mind. Is it Godwin? Is it Brown? Is it Evans? If not one, is it a combination? How do you see it? Yeah, I think it's Evans uh, this week and I know he draws Alexander and that's a tough matchup, but I think, it's almost impossible to beat Evans, just like it's almost impossible to beat Adams. Adams gets unbelievable, uh, you know, uh, separation from his crazy footwork. I mean, you know, it made Chris Collinsworth sound like Quentin Tarantino the other night on Monday Night Football a couple weeks back, uh, talking about how much he loved Devontae Adams' feet and all that stuff. But Mike Evans does it with physicality and just being so much bigger than everybody else. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Brady has really locked onto him uh sp- specifically in the red zone so uh i i think evans is most likely to score a touchdown so he would be my guy here but i also you know ab being a little bit banged up and if he's not he didn't practice on uh wednesday i believe so if, if he is going to be limited you know brady loves throwing the ball to scotty miller and miller is very cheap not saying that he's going to get on the field uh too much but that's the same if you're going to bottom out somewhere. That's an, you know, like I said with McKenzie too, Miller is also a decent bottoming out uh, attempt. So uh, I like him too. But for me, it would go uh, Evans, Godwin, and then AB because he's banged up. And then Scotty Miller, if you're throwing in the towel at a spot. Yeah, I think I agree. I, I think I agree. And Evans, I think, gives you the greatest touchdown equity. And I think that's what you're looking for, especially on the FD side of things. All right, so that's the championship games. But before we go today, also big news this week, Phil Rivers not coming back. Just want to get your thoughts on that real quick. Um, I'm a little surprised because I thought it was a really good finish to the season that started out pretty rough. 
He went from one of the worst O-lines to one of the best O-lines, made the playoffs. They fought hard. They nearly beat Buffalo on the road. I mean, I know he wants to spend more time with his kids, but geez, there's a lot of kids to spend time with. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I got to tell you, I'm a little surprised, but I guess here's my follow-up question. Is this open the door for Carson Wentz to Indianapolis to be reunited with Frank Reich and a great offensive line and a run game and some wide receiver talent? Yeah, but I if I'm... The Colts have been so good at spending their money and uh, nailing down their contracts and stuff. I don't think that they would buy into a terrible contract like Carson Wentz, unless they really like Carson Wentz. You'd have to, uh, we'd have to get uh, word on what Frank Reich's, you know, uh, opinion on Carson Wentz is. But uh, I just like the stat that someone put out that he was fourth in so many things, including children. He was fourth. Uh, in children in the NFL, Cromarty was number well, Cromartie's one. Well, always going to be further ahead of everybody. No matter Travis what Henry was up there too, and I can't even remember who the last oh, guy that's was. Right, though. Travis Henry had a lot of kids too. I forgot. I think about he that. had. I think Cromarty was at fourteen. Cromarty's uh, my favorite one because on that hard knocks where he tried to name them all, and you could see yeah. him struggling. That was my favorite thing ever. That was the best. Well, honestly, fourteen kids. I mean, could you keep up with all of them? No. You know. And the more kids you have, the more damage to your brain. I have two, and I can't remember things. Fourteen. I mean, you know, it's probably just like, hey, you come here. I mean, yeah. it's just my grandmother mad. had three grandchildren, and she would say, uh, "My my cousin's name is is Lance, and I'm Scott." And she was La- Scott, you know. Oh, imagine a, they always start another name before they say yours. That is that's all that is son. Classic you know, grandma material. Classic grandma material is always they start the name before they say the other name. <laughs> Joe, Mike, what, what, what do you just come here? Just come get here. over here. Yeah, get over here. I'm gonna beat you with this wooden spoon. <laughs> all right, have a great championship. Enjoy the games. It's going to be fun. We'll be back again next week. Kind of put a button on the season and kind of take you through the Super Bowl odds and everything else as we close out football season. Again, a huge thank you to the Line Star crew. It's just such a great group of people we work for uh, and with. And, uh, you know, we'll we'll write more love letters next week. But I just want to reiterate that. It's a, it's a pleasure doing this show. And I see the wow. numbers every week, and it's stunning to me that even as football season has – steadily fallen the numbers don't which means you're still listening to us which means you like us you really like us uh and we appreciate that so uh have a great bit of luck like i said play multi-entry this week because single entry which i would normally recommend ain't gonna get it done uh you want to play some cash go for it it's a fun little weekend of football with the two game slate so enjoy it while you got it because it won't be back again Till September, and that's a long time away. So for Bogman, I'm Joey P. Follow us on Twitter at Bogman Sports, at Joe Pizapia17, at Line Star App, and Line Star NFL. There's nothing left to do now except do shit. You've been listening to the pre-snap podcast brought to you by Line Star. Hit subscribe, drop a review, tell a friend, and stay tuned for the next episode from fantasy football experts Joe Pizapia and Scott Bogman.